Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Romans Empire podcast, quarantine edition part two slash uh, Tiger King review. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how this podcast is going to start off. I think that there's nothing I, else to talk about. <laughs> well, well, when was the last time something on social media blew up to that extent? Like a like a show or something. I mean, it, Game it, of Thrones, yeah. I guess, would be uh, the closest one. Because that was crazy, but like this is like I think there's I don't think there's any, been anything like this that the appeal in this show is not like it's a good story or like it was very well made. <laughs> the appeal is holy shit, these people actually exist. Like these are real human <laughs> beings, and and it's it's also a very awesome opportunity for all of our non-American listeners to like really get a good idea of what america is <laughs> i mean I'm not all of america but some parts oh, i don't man. have i don't have any i thought you were tigers. gonna say it's good i thought you were gonna say it's good for for you know people from other countries to watch because it's like the stereotypical american so they could just like poke fun and laugh exactly uh-huh. what's what's that saying like you you like can't when you see like a car crash you're like you you, you can't look away yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's exactly what Tiger King is. Eight or nine episodes of me telling myself I shouldn't be watching, but hitting play next episode every single time. All right, so did Carol Baskin kill her husband? Dude, obviously. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, th- I don't think anybody in their right mind thinks she's she's innocent because – I think I think her husband digested in stomach acid too. There's <laughs> or no in the septic tank. <laughs> under under the septic open the tank, septic remember? tank open the tank he's like Gee. dig up the septic tank <laughs> let's see what's down prop there. that thing open David, oh. she even said like if you want a tiger to eat someone you have to lather them up with some sort of oil i was like well she, she just self-incriminated yeah, she herself <laughs> it's right there yeah how does she know that exactly uh i mean dude, i don't know man what, what's the what's the alternative theory well he he is playing crash right or and that then, he escaped yeah. to Right. I mean, why would he leave without bringing all of his money with him? You know, like that doesn't make sense unless he, you know, they're saying he had like a bunch of cars and stuff in Costa Rica. Maybe he was selling those off to make money. But this dude is worth multi-million dollars. He's not going to leave because of that. As a a soon-to-be lawyer, so I'm like, what is the (laughs) punishment for somebody forging a POA document? Because she totally rewrote his POA yeah. documents to say upon my disappearance rather than upon my passing or something like that. Dude, that was so funny, man. Like I even like even before the attorney said like I've never seen anything like that. I was like, I've never heard of anything like that. Like that's so funny. But uh I mean I the think little, that uh, isn't that like that's Danny like DeVito looking attorney. Yeah. <laughs> I know, that guy was pretty funny. But I was like that was like that was a, a smoking gun. Like the fact that <laughs> You know, you you specifically outline for, like, my death or disappearance. It's like, yo, what? Uh, but I, I don't know, man. That, I honestly don't know the legality of that because I think since he was deemed, like, a missing person that she had the power to do that. So I don't know, to be honest. And every state's, you know, trust and wills are determined by state law. So it could be different in Florida. They, uh, she's in florida right i'm sure it could be different in florida or it's uh, definitely different it's definitely in different in florida <laughs> yeah i mean they have or they have Florida's like, got some very very nonchalant law enforcement yeah they got like five thousand plus cases of coronavirus and still no uh social distancing orders so good for them man florida stay strong i mean they have they have a reputation to uphold of being the craziest fucking state in our in our union, in our fine union, and they're doing a great job. <laughs> oh yeah, way to go, Florida. But anyways, I mean, in, in kind of making this go full circle, I want to talk about Jeff Lowe a little bit, man. I saw the best meme with <laughs> Jeff Lowe's face on it, and it said, "If uh, if gas station vitamins were a person." <laughs> Oh, 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 I saw Viagra. That. Yeah, yeah, I saw <laughs> the gas like station if, Viagra. If male enhancement was a, was a person. I saw that on TV where somebody was was mentioning that's like, oh my god! I swear I was listening to to a podcast and they referred to that specific meme. I was like, wow, that's the first time I've heard someone use gas station male enhancement as part of a meme, and it's so correct. 
I, yeah, I don't think anyone so. has ever used it in general. Gas station <laughs> mail enhancement. That's insane. We were just talking about Florida, so. Oh yeah, that's true. They do all the all sort of crazy <laughs> shit there. But yeah, I know that guy was a scumbag. I mean, yeah, he they was all like, are. They all are all every people. single one of them. And this <laughs> is the thing: I'm watching it, and I don't feel bad for any one of these people. Even the reality TV show producer. Why would you not back up any of your footage? Well, he right, said he yeah. had it backed up in the same location, which I was like. You're not that smart of a person. No. Yeah, it's not the point of a backup. Dude, and it's like hard. It's really hard to like, you know, like the main the main four characters or five characters. They're easy to hate. And then the rest of the cast are like really weird, but you can't hate them. Like you feel bad for them because they're all like drug addicts and like being taken advantage of. And it's like, okay, you know, that's that's Doc sad. Andles girls or whatever. Dude. Yeah. So, yeah that's The, the cult leader Doc Antle. Dude, yeah. that's crazy. Dude, that's I went crazy. to his Instagram page and he's like hanging out with like freaking designer and like all these like different like celebrities. <laughs> he's Hollywood, dude. He, his all his animals were in Ace Ventura. Then this week it came out that like uh, oh. Britney Spears is iconic. Oh, MTV yeah. Award oh, yeah. performance used his tigers. I was like, dude, this guy is everywhere. What, what a fucking douchebag, though. He's like, should we show him Letterman 98? <laughs> show him Letterman 98. <laughs> Bogomon Doc Antle, Doctor of the Mythical Sciences, man. What I'm going to start, after watching that, if I took one thing away from it, it's how to introduce yourself. Hmm. Dude, Mark. My name is Bogomon Antle, B-A-G-H. <laughs> he went and spelled his whole name, Bogomon, and then he said, A-N-T-L-E, Antle, Bogomon Antle. <laughs> well, dude, I'm going to start Shrew. doing that. that right that's there. a name that requires spelling, because I had no idea what he's talking about. And there's a good reason why he changed his name to whatever he changed it to. Like, whatever no, what I want to know, what I want to know. Carol Baskin, though, because yeah, she bitch. is a multimillionaire running on a non-profit organization full of free labor. Sam, you need to call her because your donation call has not been working. Hers, on the other hand, is foolproof. <laughs> well, we gotta, we gotta post. Yeah, we gotta post daily YouTube videos updating everyone on our uh, on our situation. But oh, uh, cool cat, dude. Like the second they introduce her, I like immediately hated her. Like they haven't even explained who she was it's and what she eyes. did. It's dude, her eyes. It, and I you know she like looks away from the teeth. Like she doesn't stand still. She's like moving around and like, bro, she's weird. Uh, and she, and also she is no better than uh, Joe Exotic. She's doing the exact same thing, which is so funny. Yeah. They're all profiting off of these animals. Actually, the, the awful environments, but her park was the worst looking. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That was pretty. That was pretty nice. I thought Joe Exotic's thing looked like shit. But I, my last point on this, I thought the best part of the whole show was, uh, spoiler alert. I mean, I think we've spoiled a lot of it, but. <laughs> When the girl's arm gets ripped off, and Joe Exotic's oh first God. response is to run and go change into an EMT bomber jacket, like, dude, I saw his funniest meme is like the drip doesn't wait for anyone, like, he just has. Or the other one's like, I'm never gonna financially recover from this. Yeah. Oh my God! And then that girl oh, yeah. did not go after like the whole dude. She could have been the owner of 187 Tigers after that one incident. She just went right back to work. I was like, yeah, she sure. must have committed the worst sort of crime, right, gone she to had jail. Dirt, she had dirt on her, for sure. For sure. Oh my god, man. But if if none of this made sense, go watch it. It's honestly, like, you're quarantined, you nothing else you're bored. Do. Exactly. That's the only reason why this thing is number one exactly. on Netflix. <laughs> That's why everyone's watching it, because no, there's nothing insane. else to do. It's insane. These kind of humans do exist. <laughs> I remember seeing... Um, seeing uh one of the trailers for it like a couple weeks ago when it was still like normal life and i remember thinking to myself like good god i would never watch that shit that looks so stupid i watched like the first <laughs> 20 seconds of the trailer you, you said and then the i realized well well no this is the thing as i was watching it i didn't realize that i saw the trailer before but i'm thinking to myself like that sounds kind of familiar <laughs> i saw the trailer like late at night when i was in no state of mind to you know like comprehend reality but now like after i finished it i'm like holy shit I it, it blew up. I ju I'm judging myself, man. When you saw the trailer, you thought, "Oh, the only way I'll see this is if I'm forced to quarantine inside my house for multiple weeks, right?" <laughs> but, <laughs> but what's hey. spreading faster, the views on Tiger King or the coronavirus? Ooh, oh. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I can't answer that question. <laughs> uh, but honestly, probably the show. 
All right. Wild. When should we talk about soccer? I was I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, should we talk about like soccer in general, or should we talk let's, about Chelsea first? Let's Why talk not? about Let's talk about Ron's question because it's got to do with the Tiger King. Oh, okay. Mm. He says he says. Okay, so Ron, aka Bone Daddy Cool, aka Bone Daddy Deluxe, uh, he says, since you've been talking about documentaries, oh, since you'll be talking about documentaries and such, what Chelsea year slash event slash player etc. would you want a documentary to be made on? I honestly would love to see a Costa Conte season together expose. Uh, that's a great question. Damn, I wish I looked at it before so I can think about it. But Andreas, yeah, do you too. have do you have an answer? Dude, I I mean I would love to to see specifically that because it's like the rise and fall of Conte like one of those all or nothing Amazon specials where you see it at the front like kind of like HBO's what is that uh, Hard Knocks yeah. where we just kind of get a, a view of everything and like see how the players morales change from season one to season two under Conte like I feel like all that would be just wild to watch on like a kind of roller coaster and, and good content wise you'll get to go from bad to extremely good to like slowly getting worse to bad to oh well at least he got a trophy on the way out to like bad breakup like that's just good television <laughs> just i'd be down to watch that for sure plus costa at chelsea is just such a enigma like he didn't speak english he was in good terms he wanted to leave he wanted to stay and it's just that's just all what you would expect in reality television so that's that's a good shout by by ron I can't think of like one specific thing I'd want them to do a documentary on, but I think something that football in general should explore a little bit more is miking up their players, kind of like they do in the NBA. Um, they do it in most American sports, actually. They do it in NFL too. I don't, I don't watch baseball much, but you guys do. I mean, do they do it in baseball also? Yeah, they sometimes. do like in-game interviews with their managers and stuff. Yeah, they'll so have I... like the first and third base uh, coach also mic'd up. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 that's the thing. Like, that's what I like, and I'm I'm kind of like an X's and O's nerd, so I think it'd be really cool to like mic up like ASP for a match and just see like what he points out and like how he organizes, or or maybe like a Jorginho type player where you mic him up and you know you take the best sound bits and put it in like a nice little 30, 40 minute clip on you know like a saturday night special type of thing did you guys ever see kobe doing work spike lee did it like a like a while ago Mm -hmm. i think it was like 2006 2007 something like that where for one game a player you know a player gets mic'd up and he kind of narrates you through the game and like how he was thinking and how he was calling out certain plays i think that would be really cool i think i think a good uh story would be on like marina's story of how she got to where she is now as the as a director. At I think Chelsea. that's the golden one, Psalm. That's the one everyone wants. Yeah, because everyone's wondering how. <laughs> how the hell did she get that position? Firing no, because, a lot I'm of sure. People, yeah. Scheming. That'd be pretty. Because I'm not. I'm not trying to accuse that she's not worthy of the position. I'm sure she has to have done stuff that led Roman Abramovich to decide. <laughs> okay, this yeah. person is who I want. Very uh, negotiating movements going yeah. on for her to rise to the top there bro because she's she's like super cutthroat you know like i'm gonna negotiate i mean i mean she's she, she does not bargain on her prices that's what i'm saying at like, least when she sells she's a savage uh yeah I mean, all right joe rogan <laughs> hey have you tried Try dmt to- what about- <laughs> honestly that's one of my life missions is for joe rogan to call me a fucking savage <laughs> I'd like to see um, Scolari's awful oh. reign as a manager, like coming in hot, won the World Cup, like mm-hmm. like you well, you have the coach to have, like Brazilian Yoga Bonito. Everyone's hyped as hell. He wins a few games and then it just crashes and burns. Like you, that would you know be what I listened to earlier this week? Michael Ballack did an interview with Sky Sports, and they were asking him, like, about his time at Chelsea, and then when they got to Scolari, he was like, oh, well, you know, they brought him in, and it didn't work out. (laughs) The vibe just completely dropped off of a cliff completely, and he was talking about, like, Scolari not getting through to any of the players, and how there was a language barrier, and he'd only communicate with the players he knew how to communicate with, and it was just disastrous from the beginning, and he he even mentioned that the vibe before Scolari actually 
came in and introduced himself to the squad, there was already a bad feeling. Like everybody knew that this is possibly, you know, going to be the end of us. And he even said in the back of his head, it was from there where he started thinking about possibly, possibly moving elsewhere. But that would be, that would be interesting. Uh, Honestly, I would just really like to see just an Abramovich era documentary. Mm -hmm, Um, just to kind of see, you know, a like full docu-series, dude. Like yeah, each season has a, a headline, like the fact that, you know, Ancelotti getting fired after winning the double or like, dude, there is so many headlines there. Obviously, 2012 would be probably like a two-parter <sighs> because you have the downfall of Villas Boas to like rising from the ashes with Di Matteo, like, oh. And you could have the camera cutting from like champagne showers in a dressing room to like Peter Check waiting in the drug test room, waiting to just take a piss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you believe that guy wins the Champions League and then he gets the tap? Like no, fucking a. But you know, actually, I think it comes out today. But one of my favorite, probably my favorite football documentary in general, was a Sunderland till I die one. Oh, I, love I don't that. know. That was just so well done. I love how they incorporated like the fan culture and, and, and you know, like the actual city itself. You you got you got a sense of what the city was about. And then they started diving into the team. And then it would constantly cut from the fans' point of view and the players' point of views. And that that one was that one was great. I would love if they did something like that. But I think Chelsea's like too high profile of a club, so it might turn more out it might turn out more like a first team Juve type of thing. Mm-hmm. That was that was that a was year after team. Pickford, after they sold Pickford, huh? It was when they got uh, relegated, right? Yeah. That, that, no, so like that was, was that was their first year in League One. Yeah. Oh, oh so yeah. After they League got one. relegated from Championship. Yeah. Yep. That Yikes. was League One. Yeah. I, I was going to say another it's another so documentary that would be cool would be like studying U.S. fans and how they got their allegiance to certain clubs and like mm-hmm. doing like a yeah. club per episode, like doing something like that. Since you're talking about fa- fan culture, just to like let the world know that. We, you know, we are real fans as much as we can't be there in person. Like I, you know, you guys wake up on, I thought I was waking up unrealistically to make it to a bar by five, but you guys are waking up earlier than that to watch games. And like the following is, yeah, Yeah. following is very strong. and, And there are people who, you know, dedicate their lives to starting a fan group here and finding a home for all the fans and stuff like that. So that'd be nice to watch. And it sucks because, like, you know, there's you don't really have many people to talk about, like, Chelsea with, like, as far as your friends and, like, people you meet because, like, no one watches it around here. Like, we're very, very and small if they, And if they do, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I watch it. Who's your favorite player? Drogba. Well, okay. <laughs> well, he's gone, buddy. He left a long time ago. No, they'll say, you I watched the World Cup. <laughs> did you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you the guys listen? Oh, you know what's the worst is when people know Drogba just from playing FIFA. They're like, "Oh, Ivory Coast was so good." Drogba, Toure. Now, people oh, who, who know team. that from uh, Real, I mean from uh, FIFA, still think Gareth Bale is like a top ten player. <laughs> Dude, so I, I don't. I, I mentioned this before. I'm in a bowling league, and one of my buddies knows nothing about soccer, but like I give him credit. Like he, you know, he tries to like understand and pick up things. He's more like a general sports who? fanatic. Matt, Matt no. Sapon. Yeah. But um, I don't say last name, su- super cool guy. He's like one of my. He's like one of my best friends. But um, he was. We were talking about you know just soccer in general, and he was asking me, "What are your general thoughts on like the World Cup like platform, like like the way that the tournament is run, the way the games are played, the way you get knocked out, and everything?" I gave him my two cents, and then we started talking about England. And he's like, how good is England? You know, like, how are, how are they going to be in the Euros? This is before it was canceled. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's just, it depends. There's a couple key guys injured right now, but the, the, England's looking better than they have. And he, you know what he told me? He said, is Sturridge and Welbeck still on the team? <laughs> yeah, I was like, hold up, what? And he was like, dude, like FIFA 2011, <laughs> they were both like – 89 sprint speed. <laughs> Sturridge was a lefty. Oh man! <laughs> like oh my god! This is the, I love it. Yeah. It's, people, it's I like people it. People really do think FIFA is like the real deal. Like I had a friend recently. We have a group text that's a soccer group text, and he's never had FIFA. Like I think it's the first time he's bought it since like 08, just because of the quarantine stuff. And he was asking a, a friend of ours who's a Barca fan, and he goes, 
dude, is is Semedo actually that good? Because he's a god on FIFA. And I'm like, dude, okay, these people have like 92 sprint speed. Doesn't mean they're actually good. Like, it's because they're fast. Yeah, like it's a video game. Of course, of course, the fastest player is gonna stand out. Like. People were freaking out when Devin Hester got 100 sprint speed in Madden. That didn't make him the best receiver in the NFL. Like, dude, it's it's just crazy how, like, people can be a fan of a video game and, and instantly think that it's it, it correlates directly to huh. the real world. Like, Vinicius yeah. Jr. is, like, the fastest player ever. He's, like... Dude, he's... He, yeah. He could, but he could, be a, he could be a legit baller in real life, though. He is a real... He is a baller in real he'll, life. He'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Evil. Uh... Okay, let's let's move on. Uh, talk quickly about the Premier League in general. We'll go big big picture and then focus more on Chelsea. So real quick, right now as is, um, the league is suspended until I believe the uh, end of the month, April thirtieth. So according to what they've already declared, May first would be the start date again. But I doubt that is going to be the case um most clubs have nine matches left to play this season nine to ten to eight you know that range so um and obviously a big reason or big factor in them pushing to resume play is obviously their tv deals you know their multi-billion dollar tv deals and um you know they have to meet the requirements of that or have to pay you know some of that money back and i don't think that uh I mean, that's not going to happen. Uh, so uh, I think that the sort of pr- the proposals, which obviously is nothing is final, but they will be playing mi- the rest of the season at a neutral site, probably one location. Um, they've pro- they'll probably have to do it in an area that has a lot of hotels because the players probably would not be able to leave and come back because, you know, if one person gets infected, they're going to have to cancel it like for sure. You know, like the next person that, you know, if, if they continue it and someone else gets infected, they have to cancel the whole season. Um, and then, um, you know, another factor is, you know, squad size. Are they, you know, a, what a, what's the 23 or how many, uh, what's the current roster size right now? 22, 23. 23. Yeah, they want to increase that maybe to 29 uh, so that, you know, people who are injured or, uh I mean, maybe who gets recovering, uh, they'll need more roster spots. And then perhaps the best thing about all of this possibility that hasn't been talked about enough, VAR. Is that going to be possible to do with social distancing? Are they going to be able to be sitting next to each other? Maybe coronavirus was a good thing. We won't have VAR for the rest of the (laughs) season. No, it might be worse. Now it might be just one of the dumbasses in the room instead of six. Damn. (laughs) Well, that's though they say one dumbass is better than six dumbasses. That's what they always say. But um, what do you guys just think thoughts about the prospects of? Well, and obviously, all of the matches will be played behind closed doors, very minimal media, very minimal um, staff, everything like that. It's going to be weird, but uh, obviously, you know the TV contracts and deals aside, what do you guys think is? the most likely outcome and like what, what should happen? Uh, it's, it's kind of hard to say from, you know, my stance last week is pretty much the same this week. It's, we kind of know as much as everyone else. I don't think they really have an understanding of when they could realistically start. Um, I mean, I'm over here in Los Angeles and so I'm like today, the mayor said that like, they're canceling school for the rest of the year. So that's going to run through, you know, some schools here run through early June, mid June. Um, I don't know, man. My, the main thing is, I, it's not a matter of like, when is it going to start? Or cause, cause that's all speculation. It's more a matter of what should they do in the event that they can't continue. I think, I, I think that's a more important conversation because I think that's a realistic possibility at this point. I mean, we talked about it last week. Uh, I'm not a dick like Rio Ferdinand. I think Liverpool deserved the title this year. I mean, yeah, we're Chelsea fans, but I think we can admit that. If you know football, you watch them play. They won the most matches. So they should win the title if the season were to end. But Andres, I mean, do you kind of have thoughts on this? I mean, playing games behind closed doors just doesn't feel right. I mean, it's 
you can try to control everything, but they they find new things about this virus every day, right? So yeah. even by controlling the hotels and the squad size and the stadium that you play at, like that can I don't know, there's housekeepers that clean hotel rooms and then they go home and then like at the end of the day I I don't think I don't know, man. I'm getting more and more worried about the what the outcome will be in terms of when we'll go back to quote unquote normal. But I don't know how they're going to make the decision about this season. I don't think we can finish this season anytime soon if schools can't open, if people can't work at their office. Like it, it's it's nuts, man. I I wish it was as simple as just okay, everything. Like I was thinking last week, like maybe the domestic leagues can continue on but no international travel so you have a closed border it's only english teams and you only play in england so you can avoid maybe you have a team bus and that's what you travel in instead of an airplane that's got you know connections to the public and things like that but even then that's risking it so it's a matter of like how can you contain the virus and prove that containment works and then from there we can start thinking about this like i think my in my head, the, the real solution is there is no Champions League to finish this season. There is no Europa League. There is no Euros. And, like, maybe the domestic leagues can finish just their leagues, not even the tournaments or anything like that because, I mean, th- those elimination tournaments are – those can you can hit a reset button on those, right? Like, a, a league table is a little bit different. There's a week-to-week changes. So, I hope that they can at least finish the domestic seasons when it comes to that. But until there's – legitimate proof that you can contain something that spreads so quickly like the coronavirus. I don't think we're anywhere near a solution. And honestly, like, yeah, I, I, I think I'm leaning towards the, the likelihood that we won't see like uh, the rest of the conclusion of this season. Uh, you know, I, I think the, the bigger question, again, like we talked about last week, is what happens to the championship teams. Um, and I think uh, Ron suggested that the bottom two, I mean, so the top two championship teams uh, come up and they play 22. Nick, Nick 20... Lenartson. Yeah, that was Nick, you're right. Um, and from what I read, I saw that that's actually what they're considering at the moment. You know, things change day to day. But they are considering uh, just doing that. I think it would be Leeds and uh, West Brom uh, moving on up. So, and then a 22-team Premier League next year and figuring out how to do that. Bottom five probably get relegated. Um, and then just normally how they would do it. So that's, that would <laughs> be crazy. That, man. Again, like, that would be an extra, an extra four games per team. Here's I how I could see that happening, man. Like, we're talking about when can this start over, but when could the next season even start? Mm-hmm. I think it would be wild if you do like, and this again is, is super unrealistic, but the amount of chaos and, and energy that each game would bring would be crazy. So let's say you do promote the, the, the top two of the championship and you have a 22 man league. What if you just play all your games at neutral sites, but the catch is you only play each other club once next because season there's table? A, yeah because there's a chance next season's a short season too i mean huh. we don't we don't know when we'll start over so what if it comes to november time and we still haven't started a season and you have to go short i think that would be a crazy season like all these teams yeah. going all out week in week out no none of this like oh rotating i can drop points here like you get one chance at each team 21 games huh Neutral, neutral sites every time so that it's not like, well, oh, that, I got United at home versus I think you're, you're, you're talking worst case scenario, right? Like uh, if yeah, like in August, like there's still no resolution then. I think a cool idea, instead of doing 22 teams, if by July, you know, like around the time the Euros was supposed to be, um, it's able, we're able to play maybe a playoff with the bottom three in the premier league and the top three, in the championship kind of thing. And like, I don't know how they would do it. Maybe like a world cup style tournament, but you know, I just, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair to, uh, the rest of teams in the championship who had a chance of making it up and also kind of BS that 
there's some teams that should have been relegated that get another season in the Premier League, you know? Like, that's, I feel like, you know, that that, that shouldn't be the case, but there, no, it's, nobody's it's so complicated. Be happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so complicated. There's no perfect result. That's the unfortunate part. Um, but, yeah, let's uh, let's move on. Obviously, no, you know, things change day by day about that, and we don't know any more than anyone else does. Uh, all right, let's talk about some rumors. <laughs> Neuer. Huh. Do we need a keeper? <laughs> Emmanuel Neuer is the, I mean, first of all, is it is that a real rumor? Is that BS? Second of all, does it make sense? Andreas, we'll start off with you. Mr. Uh, Bayern boy. I don't think it's realistic. I take mean, your take your Bayern fan dis- fandom yeah, out of the yeah. equation. <laughs> so, so okay, so let's let's look let's at Bayern it. for it. So Bayern just signed uh, Nubel, which is the on a free, I'm pretty sure from Schalke, who's supposed to be the next German uh, superstar keeper. Um, I believe that Neuer is gonna be out of a contract at the end of next season, and they haven't come to terms with an extension. So. Financially speaking, it would be a cheap transfer. One year left in the contract. Um, he's proven. And, um, I mean, he's a leader. But does he want to come to a team like Chelsea where it's a project? That's the part. There's two sides to the coin, right? For Chelsea, it might make sense because he's a leader. He's got the experience. He's won a World Cup. He's won a Champions League. He's won it all. Uh, but does Neuer want to, you know, let's say have his last – three to five years at the top go to a project where he's not promised anything or could he go to a team that's maybe a goalkeeper shy from becoming a dynasty so as much as it makes sense on paper for us i don't think it makes sense like when like juventus would probably be a better oh man i was just about to say that (laughs) it would be perfect i could totally see him going to juve i mean that's just like that's just like the team where if you're an all-time great and you're coming towards the end of your career and you want to give it like one or two really good more years you go to juve and you make a really deep champions Champions league run run. yeah you go to the mls after yeah, and, and, and yeah, that's Neuer's usually... good with his feet. So if let's say if it's a big if, if sorry, still the manager at Juve, Neuer fits the bill. Oh yeah, so, yeah. can you imagine having? That. Can you imagine having Buffon and Neuer in the same squad? <laughs> Both like forty nine years old. <laughs> no matter what, the armband stays in goal. So, I, I, so, so do you I, think? Well, sorry. Uh, like I don't know. What do you think your no? But besides him coming to us, what do you think his chances of leaving Bayern in general is? Well, I, I could I, go ahead, Zach. Oh uh, well, 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 you're more the Bayern. Yeah, I'm asking Andreas, not you, Zach. I, I don't. <laughs> Bayern somehow gets these players to stick around way longer than they probably should have, and like kind of like how Ribery and Robin just, no matter what happened, they were still there, and. Even if they sign Nubel, I think that he'll sign again. Uh, I think Neuer, it's like Neuer, Mueller, and for a while, Hummels, they just have this like power over everything that's German soccer, where they just get their way. Uh, so I just thought that maybe he'll get like a two-year extension, and then Nubel will kind of slowly make his way to, to be goalkeeper number one. But I think he'll s- probably start again next season. All right, Zach, what do you think? I think Arsenal is going to go after him and fail miserably. <laughs> they got Leno. <laughs> I know. I Listen, Arsenal always strikes – whenever a big German name gets thrown around in the transfer rumors, Arsenal always seems to be somehow linked. I don't know. Look, I, I, I'm not going to get excited because it's just a rumor and the fact that it's Manuel Neuer and the fact that it's a rebuilding Chelsea just doesn't really light a fire under me for any sort of excitement for this move to actually happen. Yeah. I don't know. I just I... – could cool, we though. move on to yeah. something we're, a little we're more – We're the easiest big club to target any keeper who is leaving out of – getting out of contract because of Kepa. I mean, like, yeah. Every Dude. keeper is going link, to get linked to us because that's an easy headline. The rumors, are, headline. The rumors are going to be crazy the next couple of weeks. There's literally nothing else to talk about. They're just going to be like, <laughs> this hey, is worse. this could be the a player that could be... go – yeah, this is going to be way worse than, like, an international break when the media oh. is, like, bored. Nice. Okay, then next name, Umtiti. 
Should I just name every single player uh, in professional in <laughs> professional soccer right now? But Umtiti is um, a name. It is a name. Umtiti is injury prone. Yes. Yeah. So you. So you. But he also you scores want. bangers. Um, look, <laughs> it's the it. Wow. In terms of quality, like okay, here's the thing. I'm glad we're being linked with like actual world class names now. Um, so that's good because I can't remember the last time we were linked with like a truly world class player. Ross Barkley before this season. I mean, <laughs> who was the last one? Lukaku, and we struck out on that. We all know how that turned out. But Morata. um, yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, he was not world class. No, but 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 look, it it's the right caliber of player that I want to be seeing in the headlines. It's none of this Lewis Dunk bullshit, Ashley Barnes, whatever the hell that is nonsense. It's world class footballers being linked with Chelsea once again. So that's always good. I see it Zach's right it's the injury history is what scares me so in the last two seasons uh Umtiti has only played he played only 14 games all of last season and then this season he only played 11 mm. so whatever happened I can't remember what injury it was a knee it, yeah, yeah it was recurring he refused to right. get he refused to get surgery he finally decided to get surgery this year he's young but the fact that at 26, he's already lost half of his time at Barcelona to injuries is pretty scary. And if we're going to sign a center back, we need someone that's going to actually become a mainstay in our back line, which yeah. we haven't had. Someone like Koulibaly? <laughs> yeah, my Koulibaly dreams are, are still alive, and maybe even this whole break will make him reassess his future and maybe... <laughs> see himself in london but no I, I think that like zach said it's good to see these good names be linked to us but umtiti's injury history it, it's like didn't we just have injury issues all season for our center backs let's just add another one to the mix like there's going to be no continuity if umtiti is who we signed for center back all right the next name harry kane wants out is that kane you know you didn't misspell Conte, right no 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 <laughs> it's that... kane <laughs> That is Harry Kane. <laughs> Dude, I never, every, now every time I see Kane, I want to say Kane because there's Sane and Mane. So now I can't read Kane and say Kane. I always say Kane <laughs> in my head. Harry Kane. Just, yeah, fun tidbit. Harry Kane? I mean, I don't even know what I'm asking at this point. I'm just saying names. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, obviously, I if people, like, do people quote. want him? Yeah, sure. But, yeah. So, so, so Harry Kane, uh, was on Sky Sports speaking to Jamie Redknapp and, and this quote was pulled from his interview. It says, quote, I've always said if I don't feel we're progressing as a team or going in the right direction, then I'm not someone to just stay there for the sake of it. Bang, bang. So that means he wants out? How come he yeah. hasn't left the past five, six years then? How, how old is he? How old is he now? He's like 28 or 29? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, why didn't this happen three years ago? I mean, how long does it take for you to realize that Spurs are just like a mediocre-sized football club? They're nothing special. So, so Kane's actually just an ugly dude because he's 26. <laughs> yeah, he's 26. So he's about to reach his prime. And I, and I honestly think he hasn't left Tottenham because he believed in Pochettino. Like, I think that was the one thing that kept him around. And, I mean, last season they were in the Champions League final and everything just kind of hit right. the fan this time around. Why are you defending him, man? I'm, I'm just saying that I get why he was staying. Like, he was the guy there. But this screams, like, this has Manchester United pays ridiculous amount of money for Harry Kane written all over it. Like, You know what? Sure. They could take him and they could take his bum-ass hamstring, too. Enjoy Harry Kane for six months out of the nine-month season every year. And that's if, that that's on a good fucking season, so take him. I, I think that's the I'll only take. team that would take that sort of risk. Like, I think Real Madrid... They don't uh, need a striker. No, Real Madrid... But I think they're, they're going to go after Neymar with everything they've got. Oh, no, I think they're going after Mbappe with everything they've got. I don't got. think... PSG will sell Mbappe. I think PSG is willing to part ways with Neymar. So. Well, sure. PSG smart. They keep Mbappe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see Harry Kane to Manchester United next season as clear as day. You'll wow. see the headlines in like a week or two. <laughs> All 
All right, let's talk about uh, Lionel Messi for a little bit. So he had like a little uh, partnership with Topps Trading Cards. I guess it was like a special series. I'm not exactly sure the details or something about like him picking his top 10 or whatever best, best up-and-coming youth players. Um, and uh, he there's two, there's two Chelsea players on that list, Mason Mount and Christian Pulisic as well. Uh, so those two getting praise from Messi, that's great. Uh, seeing some uh, recognition. I mean, obviously Pulisic is a big name, whether or not he's actually that star. Mason Mount, though, on the other hand, uh, that's awesome. Like, I mean, I, I I didn't expect Messi to pick him as one of the top best youthful players. But I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I think Mason Mount was just as surprised as we are. That, that... <laughs> yeah. I, I think like if it was me and I was you know young Mason Mount 19 20 years old and and Messi even knows my name I would be like oh my god he knows who I am that's true like I I, I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if he didn't know who he was yeah yeah and you know what though it's um I don't think it's could you say he's a top ten no but then again. Yeah, you kind of can on his day. But, you, I mean, you could say that about anybody. It's just weird that he mentioned Mason Mount and Pulisic. You know, like, I thought he would throw around, like, the typical – I thought he would throw in, like, Ansu Fadi's name. He probably did. But, you know, Jaden Sancho, Mbappe. Like, I thought he would go for, like, these players that have already kind of transcended their age and are already breaking into world-class superstars. I don't think he'd go after like Mason Mountain Pulisic, but that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, the he had like a lot of English names too. I mean, obviously Mount being one of them was crazy. He Oh, he said Phil Foden too, didn't he? Yeah, he had Phil Foden in there, which is again crazy because Phil Foden has even more limited minutes than Mount uh under Pep. So I'm I'm trying to to quickly pull up the list. I know he mentioned uh Trent Alexander Arnold which is obvious because Alexander-Arnold is the reason they didn't go to the Champions League final with that sneaky free kick. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the fact that he made the cut, Mason Mount, again, I know in, in the Chelsea scheme of things, he's very, what's the word? Pol- uh, polar? What's the word? Polarizing, yeah. Thank you. So it's one of those things where, you know, maybe we don't appreciate him when we're on the inside as much as some other people do. I mean, I... If if Messi's telling me that that Mason Mount's got it, I, I'll I'll believe the man. If, take if, it and run. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll take that. I mean, Mason Mount in the numbers. When we go back and just look at numbers, he is outperforming players that have been considered part of England's Euro Cup squad, like uh, Madison, and he's close to Grealish level Grealish level numbers. So, in terms of that, I can see it. But to be named kind of without being prompt to talking about Chelsea that that's that's an achievement in itself yeah I think that I think the exact words he said is that Mason Mountain has potential to be one of the best I mean that's not just any praise that's that's some crazy uh that's a crazy kind of thing to say um it's messy to talk man who is he to talk <laughs> dude I saw <laughs> I saw this hilarious post that said breaking news Messi reveals that Bars that uh, himself and the rest of Barcelona vow to pay their taxes during this coronavirus outbreak. <laughs> it said April Fools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should have. <laughs> um, okay, so Alex Tellis gets a new agent. Ooh, what does that mean? Deal's gonna get done, boys. That's what it means. So, you, so I mean, you're saying he fired his old agent because he couldn't get the deal done, or he didn't, or he I, didn't. I think so. I, I think I think that's exactly what's going on. I think that Tellez is frustrated with, you know, he's been wanting to leave. Every summer, it's a new club. Every summer, he says he wants out. He's rejected multiple contracts from Porto just this season. Yet a move away hasn't been done. I'm pretty sure Tellez is thinking, I want to know where I'm going the moment the season ends, especially if with this whole uncertainty of, of the coronavirus. Like, I think he wants to know what his next day destination is now because there is no telling when he's going to play again. So to me, this screams, I want to move. I want to get it done quicker and 
you know, just let's get it done. Chelsea needs a left back. And I mean, it just makes too much sense for this not to be good news. Yeah, ditto. <laughs> I'm kind of in the same boat. I think I think it's try- it's obvious he's trying to push for a move. Now, whether whether or not that's the Chelsea, I mean, he hasn't like uttered the words Chelsea yet, which is something that a lot of people do when they really want to force that move over. But <laughs> if this isn't as desperate, if this isn't like a desperate enough move um, on Alex Tellez's part, I don't know what is. I mean, firing your agent is a sign for things to come. So we've got to keep our eyes peeled. I mean, it, it it really does make a lot of sense. Like, just the, I mean, it's no surprise that our number one priority is left back. So bringing him in, it's you know, just it's not. It doesn't seem. It's I think it's more of like an actual realistic fit than like reporters seeing that need, seeing him wanting out and putting it together. Like, I think it's a legit thing to be honest. Like, if yeah. if Telus hasn't expressed or said or even thought about coming to Chelsea, Chelsea is going to. It has him on is on their mind and they're gonna go after him um i already said the mason mount thing oh gabriel uh my magalais how, how do you pronounce that magalish magalish yes sir so uh um, i don't even know who that is to be honest <laughs> yeah he's a he's the little center back um he's been getting linked to chelsea recently he's a again young center back left-footed Apparently has a knack for a for a pass from deep. Real? Okay. He's uh, a big dude too. I think yeah. he, I think he's six three. I was watching six, some three. highlights of him, and he he's one of those center backs that physically imposes himself on a game defensively, which is something that we're missing. So that's like it, it's a good link in terms of in terms of like stylistically, Whoa. it makes sense. Dude, I just saw I just looked him up, and there is an article written one minute ago on Sun. Thirty million dollar fee for Gabriel Magalhaes agreed. April Fools, I, bro! It's, it's, not, it's April second now. There. Yeah, very true. It this, is the sun. I will, <laughs> but bro, they're saying it's, I don't know, eleven p.m. Chelsea News live. Thirty million fee for Gabriel agreed. Okay, well, it says one minute ago on Google, but hey, if if that ends up being true, you're already here first. Even though you probably heard it after you read the news. Uh, all right, so obviously we talked we talked about Coutinho last week uh, about how we don't want him, or at least you guys don't want him. Uh, not not Chelsea the club, but us the podcast. <laughs> but the latest team is actually uh, Leicester. They are, have been linked to Coutinho. Uh, apparently, uh, what's their manager's name again? Um, Oh, I forget. Brendan Rogers. Yeah, Rogers has a uh, is very fond of him. So, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, it's not it's not really Chelsea news, but could we make a pact to never bring up Coutinho's name again? <laughs> yeah, the what podcast? the hell, Andre? It's such a really fucking sad waste of time. I just thought it was a follow up to last week because yeah. I told you guys it was complete <laughs> BS that he was linked to Chelsea, and look at that—he's already being linked to the next club. <laughs> well, I think a move like that is next for him because he's shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh i think this is our lot oh no so hakimi is the next uh next player linked with us um what he's he's uh he's on right he's on loan right from yeah yeah yeah, okay cool so yeah like that that doesn't make as much sense as the alex tellas transfers because obviously he's he's a right back and he can't and i'm i'm pretty sure he's played left back as well but i mean it doesn't make as much sense as the telus rumor Uh, why would you leave real madrid at the peak of your career with the football he's been playing i mean and, and realistically if he wanted to stay at a club not named real madrid he his best bet would honestly be to stay at Dortmund. Like they're putting together something special for next season. Holland already said he's going to stay. Yeah. You might lose Sancho, but that money's going to be reinvested in Dortmund's very good at that. Bayern are going to be rebuilding. You don't know what you're going to get from them. Leipzig's going to get picked apart. Mönchengladbach. I mean, the league is up for grabs next year. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't really, again, it's just not one of those realistic moves, but, it is the right the the right caliber of player that we need to be linked with. 
Yeah, if if he was playing left back this season at Dortmund, I'd be like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. But since last season, they've switched him over to the right, and we have Reese James. Like he is our nailed on starter at right back week in and week out when healthy and signing Hakimi when you bring a player of that caliber it means that he has to start so for me it's it doesn't make sense right we don't even know what Real Madrid wants to do with him because he could come in and take uh Carvajal's spot if he if they see that other or they might say we need to sell Hakimi because we don't want to piss off Carvajal but so I think he either stays at Dortmund or or goes back to Madrid I, I don't see any other possibility for him there plus he's got like the highest goal contribution output right now as a right back, at least in the Champions League. Yeah. So I, I don't see him wanting to change his, you know, kind of his team right now because things are going well for him. I can only see him staying at Dortmund. He's a cheat code too because that guy has crazy pace. He must be probably the fastest right back in world football. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. Just doesn't make as much sense. I think that's just that's a that is a definitely reporter made rumor. Um, next name, Tino Anjuren, uh, made his debut for us this season. I think he right he played. Is that your best? Is 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 that your best attempt at pronouncing that song? Anjuren is that not right? I thought it was Andrew. Is it Andrew? Yeah. Right, is where is he from? Faustino Andrew, England. He's oh, not Icelandic. He's I don't know. Technically English. I think he's Nigerian. Netherlands. Netherland I think he's Nigerian. And yeah, Jorensen. <laughs> so uh yeah, Andrian. Bro, I'm sorry. I don't I don't know all of our youth players how to pronounce their names. But so re- reportedly about to sign a new contract with us. Um any thoughts, any comments is that of note? I like the way he looks. I like the way nice. his name is pronounced and you're in. Sign, <laughs> sign him and loan him. Get him minutes. Sign and loan. Send him to West Brom. Yeah. Get him actual minutes though. Like if we hopefully we learn from Loftus Cheek, like Loftus Cheek should have played a lot more and we just kept him around doing nothing. So send him out to a decent loan and yeah, just make sure we secure him for the future. I don't think he's gonna get much playing time with the amount of wingers and attacking players we have slash have coming in, so yeah happy about that so the last little this is not really news it's just more of like a thing that got reported recently but allegedly allison said that he thought the chelsea deal or his deal with chelsea was a done deal um but it only didn't go through because marina thought courtois was going to stay uh wow that hurts to read. Um, the first time I'm reading that is when you just sent this, uh, so I'm snake. still reacting to that. Is that actually? You think that's actually true? It's yeah. Apparently, Allison came out with an interview. You know how Brazilians always do these exclusives. Like he came out and said that it looked the Chelsea thing looked done, and then of course the reporter did more digging after he heard that because we were supposed to get Allison for fifty million. Yeah. Like the whole thing was like Chelsea's gonna get him, Chelsea's gonna get him. And then those rumors died out of nowhere. Courtois leaves, and then we had to pay seventy million for Keppa. So the way it all transpired, it makes way too much sense for me not to believe this, and it only gives me more of a reason to go back and hate Thibaut Courtois. Damn, imagine missing out on him and having to pay more for Keppa. Wow. <laughs> because of course well. We could have prevented we could have prevented what Liverpool has become. Yeah. That's That's the true. perfect going out party for us. Getting nutmegged by Messi twice in a Champions League, <laughs> leave us high and dry, overpay for a keeper. I mean he he he's a smart guy. He had he, he had a plan for destruction. <laughs> Fucking yeah. asshole. I don't know if it was intentional. <laughs> Uh, no, it was yeah. intentional. <laughs> it wasn't. Look, he 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 was playing games with us that whole season. Some, I mean, it was just constant. Every time you check any, if you type Chelsea in on Google that season, Courtois' name would pop up. <laughs> it, it, it it got to the point of where it was just ridiculous. Yeah, I remember there was one point where I was a bigger Asmir Begovic fan. <laughs> Dude, and uh, 
was it was Sean, sick. Uh, not Sean Green. Um, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Yeah, it is Sean Green, right? What's his first name? Good, good God, Rob Green. Rob Green. Yeah, Sean Green is an NFL player. <laughs> Uh, wow, this dude, I, I'm getting all my sports mixed up now because there are no sports. Everything. Yeah, I know. Baseball was supposed it's to depressing. start last week. Supposed to. Right. And you, yeah. It's, and now the Khabib and Ferguson fight's definitely not happening, so that's great. Dang, even a sport where it requires only two people. We can't even yeah, have that. just a one-on-one. Yeah. Is there anything else? I mean, what else? What else is there to talk about right now? This is like the deadest times in sports, and we're still recording a podcast. <laughs> this <laughs> takes talent. We're doing it for the. We're doing it for it the lovely listeners. Talent. Yeah. Um, I guess we can quickly, for those listening who have yet to become rep ultras, uh, Ron, our our head ultra, did mention. <laughs> let me. I can pull it up quickly. That there is a free audiobook right now that is Chelsea related. Oh, it yeah. called, it's called Making History, Not Reliving It. So it's currently free on Amazon if you're looking to get your Chelsea fix. Um, I downloaded it today because I'm getting to that point. Who wrote it? Where I'm going to start reading. Is that what you're about to say? <laughs> That's um, how bored you are. It, Mark Worrell. Uh, oh, you know, okay. You guys yeah. probably know him from Twitter. He, he co wrote it with. Uh, Kelvin Barker and David Johnstone, and the foreword was actually by Frank Lampard. So oh, that's cool, yeah. dude. I actually met Mark when I went to London. Um, it's like two years ago. Marco. I met him. Yep. Yeah, and I met him uh, at his stall too. And I, super super cool guy. Dude, great great interactions on Twitter. That's as far as my relationship. Yeah, no. yeah. I have an idea for next episode. So apparently, my uncle. So my uncle met Frank Lampard once, like a couple years ago, or like a year and a half ago. He said he got his phone number. What? He has his phone number. Do we call Frank Lampard <laughs> next episode and record the call? Exclusive interview. Dude, please. Why not? What are the chances the worst that... Case, yeah, he changes numbers, definitely, case right? <laughs> I mean, worst case scenario, we get a random person and we get charged like two dollars for one minute of international phone call we have to do it at a reasonable if we hour called frank lampard what what would we what would we even talk about <laughs> we just we just see how he's doing you know hey frank how's how's, how's it going how's the Long family time? keeping safe i wouldn't just, be able to get one word out just pretend we just I'd gotta play we gotta act like we've been there before. we're report like, <laughs> we're reporters from america <laughs> huge Huge fans. Hey Frank, just rewatched all the games from last season. Nice. I love you. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. So I, if anyone has any, more. if anyone has any questions they want me to ask uh, Frank Lampard, <laughs> send them to us on Twitter at Romans Empire Pod. <laughs> wow. Very very energetic song. This would be the most unreal thing. I really, <laughs> guys, we don't even record at a time that's realistic for England. Yeah, we'll do an, we'll do an early one uh just just to make the morning call. pod yeah well maybe we'll do Dude, a live 20 I, in the morning in england i right told now, you guys so. so i don't know i told you guys how my dad casually met zidane mm-hmm. oh like, yeah yeah like i think the whole thing is is that you whenever you get a chance to do something like that you're cool for like the minute you have with the person and the moment that person leaves the room it just all comes and hits you like, yeah you told me the moment that zidane finished his drink he sprinted upstairs to his room just to call me and like something similar happened to me with the team mateo thing like i tried keeping my cool with that <laughs> dude that that Jake. one is crazy though because you like live yeah. in a random city in texas like what the <laughs> hell is he doing there that's funny dude i think that one, I, I told you guys when was, i i, I told you guys when i met rumenegger right carl heinz rumenegger no Dude, I to- I for yeah, sure told you this. guys. This is when I was in when I was in Europe for the World Cup. Oh uh, yeah, 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 I went, yeah, yeah. I was in uh, Austria. No, I was in. Oh, I was. I was in what? Where was I? I think it was in a city. I think I might have been in Germany somewhere. Um, at like a little like resort or something. Like we were watching, and I watched like two games with him in the same room, and we talked like Germany soccer because that was like you know that was like the you know last World Cup Germany was just like very disappointing 
And I think we saw the last game together, and he, like, literally, like, got up and left. Like, he was so disappointed. But that was crazy. Like, my dad my dad recognized him. Um, and apparently he's the one, like, leading the cause behind uh, the whole uh, indoor, like, kind of play. I don't know. I, I saw his name recently about something. But that was crazy. Like, he's he is a legend. Yeah, definitely never met any professional footballers. Actually, no, no, no. I met Kobe Jones once. Me too. I ran into but, him at, but, a, at like a LA football Galaxy or something. Legend, Kobe Jones. Yeah, bro, this is while he was playing. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. It was a really long time ago. <laughs> so, like, my well, it was my brother was playing club at the time, and I think it was, like, maybe U13 or U14, but um, they used to hold the tournament, like, right outside the Rose Bowl. Um and that's where we met him yeah i remember he pulled up he signed a couple autographs and then he fucked off he was like a really like normal looking dude i wonder what he'd think if he knew i was no, an lafc I saw, fan I saw, him, I saw him at a nike town i think every single person in la has run into kobe jones dude, MLS, but I, I hate to like say this because i'm trying to get into mls when this whole thing starts over again but my buddy had season tickets to the dynamo and i i had like face-to-face interactions with players like brian ching and uh, Alejandro Moreno, Stu Holden, like somewhere in my attic, I have a jersey signed by all these dudes and pictures and stuff. But like, those are just, it was kind of regular casual. dudes. Oh, yeah. see, n- now that you say that, I did run into, okay, so on, on one of the teams I used to wow, play this on. Is, this is probably Hercules, our most interesting segment, by the way, in the history of our show. <laughs> well, <laughs> Hercules we Gomez's into. cousin was on my team, and Hercules Gomez came to one of our games. And uh, I remember I was going to ask him to sign my gold Ronaldinho Tiempos, the ones we were talking about before we went on air. And I remember my dad told me to stop because he was like, hey, you know what? Him ruining your cleats. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's thinking about having to buy you another pair. <laughs> so <Right>. cheap. <laughs> Uh, Zach's dad is the there. cheapest person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> yeah. People don't know. It, self-proclaimed, he knows that man. He I asked, knows like, it, man. Like, he takes it. He takes pride in knowing that he gets the best deal. Dude, I feel like my dad's the same way. Like, I I remember growing up, he would buy me like the lower tier plastic academy level cleats. So like, if you want better than that, you pay it yourself, kind of thing. Like, uh, oh my one... god, I had such bad cleats until, like, the 10th grade when I finally made money. Actually, I'll take that back. to like, 9th grade when I was refing, making money to pay my cleats. <laughs> Those gold Ronaldinho's were the first cleats that were real that I bought. Because remember, there were the real ones and then the quote-unquote fake ones that were, like, the ones that were, like, less than 100 bucks. Yeah, that's what Those I'm talking about. Those were the fake ones. $35 to $40 mm-hmm. range cleats that were made out of, like, actual plastic. Remember rocking the Diodoras with the sweet spots? Oh yeah, those never worked. I remember bro. seeing them in the nope. Eurosport magazine. The one, <laughs> the one that had like the little circle, the right? twist and go, yeah. the twist and go studs. Oh well, yeah, dude, I yeah. never had those, but I always wanted them because of the commercials. No, 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 no. Are you guys thinking of the F fifties? No, 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 no. I bought those. Oh no, no, no. no that, yeah, that one, that one also you could screw on the cleats too. Those are the worst cleats, man. No, the twist oh and goes God. had one, one stud that was actually a rotating stud, saying like, oh, most of the person's weight is on this part of the foot, so this stud spins so that if they're playing oh, the foot, they yeah. can pivot. Wow. No, but uh, before before we get out of the the professional one, I. I was in Florence for my like post graduation gift. We went to Italy as a family, and in line for the Florence Museum in front of us was Andre Villas Boas. And Whoa. and I remember telling my dad like, Dad, I think that guy is is like ex Chelsea, like now Zenit manager Villas Boas, and he was or yeah now Zenit yeah. He was like, Nah, that's not him, but he looks just like him. Next thing I know, my mom had Googled his wife. She just wrote Villas Boas' wife on Google, and it was the lady with him. So I have a conversation with the guy. Awful dude. Not going to lie. Super uninterested at the fact that he got, like, recognized. I didn't try to talk about Chelsea because I figured that was a kind of a bad. He's a failure. So I was like, you're Villas Boas, aren't you? And he was like, uh, yeah. I was like, you, you're currently the Zenit coach. He's like, yeah, I am. And I was just like. I'm from Venezuela, like, how how is it managing Salmon Rondon? Like, he's our guy. And he, like, gave me, like, three words. Like, that was it. He got, I got a picture with him, but 
super like unenthusiastic like i held my tongue entirely about the chelsea thing and he was just kind of rude dude i was just like wow i'm glad you weren't cool because you were an awful manager he almost screwed everything up (laughs) almost Oh, yeah, yeah, almost, almost, yeah, almost. (laughs) uh, Before before we wrap up, I have another story about Zach's dad being cheap. It's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) At your engagement party, like, I walk up to Zach's dad and, like, you know, I'm trying to be, like, I was, like, I was pretty drunk. So I was, like, trying to be, like, you know, sentimental. I was, like, man, so crazy, huh? Your son growing up. He's finding a new life. Like you're gonna give him away. Like uh, how how does that feel? And like his response was something along the lines of, "Yeah, now I don't have to pay for his health insurance and this and stuff." Like he was talking about how much money he's gonna save now. <laughs> like that's the that was the only thing he said. And I was like, "Dude, like that's like amazing. Him, that's amazing, dude." I, dude, that I is the best. The older I'm getting, the more I'm turning into him. Dude, I'm turning into my dad too. It's it's a. Uh... It's a hard wake-up call whenever you're like, damn, I just said stuff that my dad would say. Turn it into the old man. All right, well, it's been an absolute pleasure, gentlemen, talking about soccer for 20 minutes and uh, (laughs) bullshit for the other hour and 10 minutes. But um, for those of you not already following on us, if you're still listening, God bless you and why. Um, (laughs) Follow us on Twitter at Roman's Empire Pod. Uh, make sure you guys tweet at us uh, every week. Uh, usually on Mondays or Tuesdays, we send out a tweet asking for questions and talking points that we'd like on our podcast. Make sure you guys respond to that because that honestly creates really great content. Um, so yeah, better I mean, content than what week, we gave today for sure. Well, well, well Ron's question was, was better the, than anything. Ron's question was the only offer, good so. part of our podcast. <laughs> Shout out to Ron, fucking man, Ron. Shout out Venezuela too. Um, but yeah, until next week. Keep the blue flag flying high.